Chilies. We have another awesome episode of Real Chills for you today. Our guest was Keir Williams, a Philadelphia comedian. He's super funny. He uh, had a pretty crazy story that he recalls from when he had surgery as a child. So I think you're going to really like this episode. It was so much fun to record. And if you're enjoying the show, definitely like, subscribe, and subscribe to our Patreon. You can find all of that at our link tree on our Instagram at Real Chills Podcast. Uh, but other than that, yeah, enjoy the show. You're listening to Real Chills with Meg Getz. Real scary silly real stories all right everybody welcome to real chills meg here i'm super excited for our guest he has a very interesting story Welcome to the show, Keir Williams. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Meg. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. <laughs> good, good. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. I was glad you reached out. So you're, you're, are you, you're newer to the comedy scene? Is that insulting to ask you? I'm sorry. No, it's totally fine. Okay. Um, I started. <laughs> so you're I, a noob, right? <laughs> <laughs> So you're uh you're bad still, is that? <laughs> what if I didn't talk about paranormal? I just started roasting you. Yeah, <laughs> like Peggy put me up to this. Oh yes, all, all the comics we know just joined the Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all this is the spooky part. It's all been a right. setup. <laughs> it's just the, what's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life, hopefully. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, so I'm 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 newer to the Philly comedy scene, um, sort of. So I, I started in the suburbs, and I just like did pure suburb comedy for a while. And then I saw, um, I saw a bunch of people who did that their whole lives. And I was like, I don't want to do that. So yeah. 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 So then I, yeah, moved down to Philly, uh, right as the pandemic hit, which is a fun little thing to do in a one bedroom. Mm. Uh. Oh man. (laughs) That's brutal. Oh, yeah. yeah, I ask because like you seem really polished to be like new, but so great job. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, this isn't a comedy podcast, so I guess we'll ask our, our paranormal question. And it's where do you find yourself when it comes to the paranormal? Are you more of like a skeptic or a true believer? I feel like I fall closer to true believer than skeptic. Um, so I'm going to go with true believer. I would go like seven out of 10 on the scale there. That's, that's very reasonable. I feel like that's most, even like the, I say this all the time, but even like the paranormal experts are like, I'm not full. I think I'm the only one that's like, I believe everything. <laughs> it's fine. Amazing. Yeah. It's good for me. Yeah. It's just you over here. Like, actually though. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, Bigfoot is an interdimensional alien and you're not going to change my mind Let's go. on that. <laughs> this is you talking to the actual expert and they're like, oh, all right, settle down, Meg. Yeah. yeah, they're like, I have not heard that one for good reason. So maybe <laughs> tone it down. Yeah, yeah. I was ex- I'm excited to hear your story. Cool. So yeah, I, my story I, is like something that I realized in retrospect. I had no idea um, that this was paranormal at all going into it. I just thought like when I was a kid, I was like, oh, this was something. And then I grew up and I got into lucid dreaming um, Mm. in college and take like dream journals, this whole thing. And during a lucid dream, I essentially like relived this experience that I had and realized I was like, oh, that's what that was. So what happened was when I was like maybe between two and four years old, I had a surgery. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was. 
but I had a surgery and I remember going in, going on the train to this hospital, getting there and having to decide, this is the part that I freaked out thinking about it now is that I had to decide whether I wanted the needle or the mask for gas. Oh no. And like, it just feels like a weirdly dark thing to ask a kid, like, Hey kid, kid, how do you want to go under? (laughs) just feels rough but I, I remember I picked the gas because I was scared of needles yeah and I course. remember getting knocked out and then the next thing I remember is just being on the top of like just a bird's eye view of the room I was in and I was young enough that there were like the those uh, I don't know what they're called like the gates on the side of a bed so you don't roll off um oh, kind of yeah. like you have like a bunk bed those or whatever railings yeah yeah railings yeah so I there were those on the side of the bed and I was lying there in the bed just, I was just looking at myself from a bird's eye view and I, I had this weird feeling like I was being pulled towards myself like in this bed in this hospital gown with a little red fire truck just next to me I'm not sure what that was about but that was there <laughs> and I just remember this feeling of being pulled towards me and I was like oh this is weird I guess I'm seeing myself oh that's fun and then I remember eventually it, it like I felt like a yank and I got like like whooshed right back down into my body and then I woke up what seems like a lot a long time later to me and at the time I, I mean I was I think I was too young to realize anything had happened but I definitely probably either died or almost died from anesthesia and then uh, came back into my body from like an out-of-body experience. That is so insane. <laughs> like, it, yeah. And to live, the, the weirdest thing is I just never struck me as anything because I, I had remembered that this happened like my whole life. It just in the back of my head. It's not like I'd ever forgotten it, um, but, but it just it was normal to me because it happened. Um, and then when I started lucid dreaming one time when I was lucid dreaming, I dreamed that I was in the hospital and then suddenly it was this exact same scene and the exact same thing was happening. And I was like, whoa, this is like, now I understand, like, I get what this was. This is crazy. Like that feeling of like being pulled back to my body was me being like, no, like come back, survive. So yeah, that was kind of spooky. It's so intense to me that as like a two to four year old, you gave me kind of a range there. Yeah, that you remember any of this, you know, like getting put under, it makes yeah. it more believable to me because like, I feel like, I mean, not that I wouldn't trust, I, obviously I would someone that's older, but I feel like when you're older, you have beliefs and you have ideas of like that this could happen, you know, like it might be more of like, um, like a mental thing, but I feel like you're so young, you can't. Like you don't have any preconceived notions of what should happen when you go under. So it almost makes it more like totally real to me. There's there's no way for you to like contextualize what's happening. Yeah. It's just like whatever is happening just kind of is happening. You don't have any, like you're saying, like preconceived notions of what it could be. Yeah. Do you still do the lucid dreaming stuff? Oh, it's so hard. I used to do a bunch of it. I used to dream journal. I used to do all of that just to try and make it happen. Um, Yeah. I can't, it's, it's so much work trying to remember dreams every morning. I'm trying to go to work. Like I don't have time for this. (laughs) Yeah. I am. I don't really do that. I have a lot of nightmares and Dan thinks it's stress related, but I think I'm paranormal. Um, I always tell him stuff and I'm like, isn't that weird that that happened in the dream? And he's like, no, it's a dream. Like everything that happens (laughs) is weird. And I'm like, like, uh, I don't know. I recently dreamt I was like in a tattoo parlor, like I was a tattoo artist and there was like a mass shooting, like a person came in and shot me. And I like tried to Google it and see if anything had 
happen. Like, oh, maybe I, nothing. There was nothing there. There was oh, one no. from like 2016. <laughs> I know you probably got really excited. Sorry, listeners. I was like, no way. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so, I mean, not cool, but. Ho- horrible, but it would be fun for this to be the episode where you turn out to be clairvoyant. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I'm, what was that show? Me- it, was it just literally called Medium? Where she'd have dreams. Oh, yeah, yep, same exact yeah, yeah. thing. Exactly. <laughs> but dreams are weird because like I feel like I almost feel like it's kind of the same as the experience you had on on the table where your soul is less. This is such an insane thing to say out loud, but whatever. Like you're not as connected to your physical form. Totally. Like I think you can. What is it called? Um, astral projecting and things like that. Like totally. So that might be also why it came back to you, because it was a very similar, probably totally. sensation to to what happened. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you're just you're kind of loose to drift, and then you know that's you end up wherever you end up, and that's what those dreams are. Sure. Do you remember anything else about the room, or did it just look exactly the way? Like, were you scared, or did it look different in any way? It, the weirdest thing was it, it just felt. It, like everything looked super normal to me because I was just lying in this bed. There was this fire truck in the bed with me, which I did take home. I remember waking up and being like, oh, that's Whoa. the fire truck. But so everything, it just looked like I was standing in the room, but like looking at it from a bird's eye view. There was nothing like different or spooky about it, which in hindsight is what kind of freaked me out. Cause that's yeah. kind of what convinced me. I was like, it's not like I was like, Oh, but the clock is backwards and pink or whatever. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. None of that. Just totally straight somehow out of my body floating above it looking down and then just this like tug at like some part of me towards towards my child self (laughs) (laughs) that is so so intense I feel like if you told your anesthesiologist just this story they would freak out they'd be like wow totally totally (laughs) they're like I avoided a rough one on that that was close it was closer than I would have liked (laughs) yeah and they say that anesthesia is um is harder to guess the amount on kids. For sure. So I mean it it totally tracks. Like it makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah. I would honestly rather go that way though. Like I do not want to wake up during surgery. Oh like, my. Let me float above. <laughs> I'd rather, you know, go towards the light than I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Up. There's <laughs> you know? too many horror stories of people waking up. I've heard during, of that. Oh my goodness. Like that is that's a rough way to have it at. Oh, yeah. I've heard like redheaded people have like, what is it? They, they're like more tolerant of whatever oh the gas is. So they have to, if, if you're like a natural redhead, you have to tell people ahead of time, like the, like I'm a redhead. So what? the gas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. incredible that or if you just like getting super high just going and be like, yeah. I'm a redhead. <laughs> a redhead so you're bald <laughs> by the way so if you want to give me some yes yeah, so yeah. <laughs> there's no way yeah <laughs> uh, that's so funny man i didn't know you could be a heavyweight with anesthesia uh that's redheads rough. in general i feel like they have i think it's like a thing where they have higher pain tolerance too wild they're just different you know built different i guess dang aliens man that's spooky that's not normal (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're probably an alien race for sure oh my god (laughs) dreams are i could talk about dreams forever i just i don't know because you have so little control of your like conscious state you know yeah does is that i feel like i'm sounding so dumb maybe it's all this coffee (laughs) i had (laughs) no i totally dreams Start man chugging. they're so crazy yeah <laughs> no 
No, I totally hear that. Yeah. Dreams, dreams get, dreams get weird, man. I have, I've had recurring dreams. I also had, um, sleep paralysis when I was a kid Oh yeah. with just the same like dark figure that would stand over me and I couldn't breathe. And I felt like I was awake and it was just like vibrating in my field of vision. Um, I had that when I was a kid all the time. It was the exact same figure in the exact same room. And yeah, that was, that was freaky. That was, that was something. Holy cow. Yeah, and I think you haven't seen them as an adult, the shadow no, person? No, so I haven't, which is interesting. And I wonder, so part of that's part of why I started lucid dreaming, because I was interested in why I always had certain types of dreams, because I always had sleep paralysis dreams of this same shadowy figure. I always had uh, dreams of running through my childhood home with someone chasing me. Oh, And it was no. always the same path I always took to run. I always escaped, tried to escape the same way. And I always got caught in the same room or not caught, but I was like, Oh, I'm trapped. I can't get out from here, but I never saw it was chasing me. And so I think having these recurring dreams made me want to start lucid dreaming to like, maybe like get control of the dreams. Like maybe in my head, I was like, this is how I'll like fix it. Is that sure. I'll like learn how to control, more control it. Yeah. yeah. I have this weird theory or thought because I used to have a lot of dreams. I had this really crazy dream of being in a car accident when I was a kid. And I wonder if when you're a kid, you got to stick with me here. I know you're not one of those like paranormal experts. So every time I say something, I'm like, don't take this to Raven. We can never rose battle after True. you hear yes. these conversations. A- absolutely. But um, I do feel like maybe kids remember their past lives. So like maybe in a past life or, you know, whatever is in your house, the energy is, it's easier to kind of give to you because again kids don't have those walls built in like it almost feels like as you grew you kind of grew out of maybe even like like a sense like I don't want to say psychic but just like a connection for better or worse because it sounds like you had a lot of I don't know unexplained experiences yeah I wonder if like you were saying with I, I wonder if it's partially that kids have um like it's that lack of barrier, you know, they don't have the, yeah the cynicism or the skin or, or they're not like, they haven't been exposed to it enough to know how to not let whatever it is in. And they're just obviously an easier target as well. If you're some sort of malignant spirit, you're not going to go for some jaded adult who's going to be like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to save you in a minute. Yeah. yeah. That's no fun. That's why in Monsters Inc. They're always spooking kids. Yeah. They're always, it's kid. That's the target. <laughs> <laughs> That is so messed up. Uh, yeah. Uh, is your house spooky? Is it like your hometown house? My hometown? No. So it was, it, it was never spooky. Just the spookiest thing the about n- it nightmares. was the asbestos in the walls. That was the only. That can be pretty spooky. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a different type. It's not paranormal. It's just upsetting. <laughs> well, that's good. I grew up, I, we didn't, I grew up, it didn't have asbestos, but it was definitely haunted and even now when friends visit they there's like parts of it that they're like eh, i'm not going like when my friends get drunk sometimes the booze is upstairs and they're like i've had enough like i'm good what that's amazing yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's real spooky is it my friends Yikes. not wanting to drink anymore <laughs> no. <laughs> you know what's really scary going sober <laughs> yeah <laughs> the worst these squares yeah. really freak me out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because for me, like I grew up in the house. So like, even though the vibe is definitely there where it's scary, like I never, it's kind of just like, oh yeah, wow. you get used to it. The vibes. Interesting. I mean, if your friends are like the vibes off, then the vibes off, it's not just you at that point. Like that's. 
my friend just told me a story that I didn't know uh, about. So I'm excited because I get to tell the listeners, I guess, where uh, it's the exact kind of the exact thing I was talking about, where um, there's like an other side of the house that we had. It was like upstairs and that's where we had the alcohol and she couldn't figure out how to turn the light on because she was going by herself. And she went up to uh, it's like upstairs and she went to get the booze. And as she was walking back, she heard something go Melissa, like say her name. And then she just ran downstairs and was like, nope, I'm uh, good. Never, no. which is weird. Cause that means it knows her name. Like she didn't grow yeah. up there. It just eavesdrops on us, I guess. Ooh, ooh, that's no good. I don't like that. No. Ooh, Are you man, a big that ghost freaks person? Me out. Like I, yeah, I, I would say I would use the word spirit personally, I think. But okay. yeah, sure. Go, what's I, the uh, distinction for you? Like, what's the difference between a like a spirit versus ghost? I think for me, it's the vibe. I think for me, a ghost is <laughs> okay. a a ghost. I'm so stupid. <laughs> I no, feel it's like funny. it's like such a young person thing to say. Bad vibes. Yeah, 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 that is bad vibes, man. <laughs> Ghosts are bad vibes. <laughs> yeah. A sp- spirit's down to chill. The ghost is chugging four locos in the corner. I'm a ghost, it turns out. Oh, hell yeah. No. <laughs> Alyssa, do you want to get crunk? We got watermelon <laughs> flavor. Chug, bitch, chug. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome if that was like the next thing where they were like yeah. shit talking. I think she'd be less scared if it started doing that, honestly. Oh, yeah, she, yeah. yeah. It, it shotguns a beer with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so awesome. I wish... Maybe I'll just pour it out for the homies next time I'm home. Mm. Like you got to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like for me, this difference between ghosts and spirits in my head is just like, like a ghost is a little more vengeful. Got it. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? In my head, a ghost is a person who has been killed and is now back to me. A spirit is any sort of force or otherworldly being that might not, or interdimensional being that might not, um, might like might not be have been a person or ever become a person yeah it sounds like it's kind of like the energy like vibe i guess is what you're saying but like it sounds like it's more of an energy thing or like spirits are totally kind of maybe even more in control of their energy where ghosts are just like angry shells of whatever i get behind that yeah or, yeah but i don't feel like so like i call the whatever's in my house a ghost but they're pretty chill like i feel have you talked have you talked to them <laughs> I mean, I don't talk Wait. to them. Like, I've had experience. I've talked about it a lot on podcasts. I'll tell you about it okay. later. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely tell I've, me. Yeah, I've had some experiences. And I mean, I talk, I do say this a lot, but I feel like it's one of those things where I'm always like, come on, spirits, talk to me. And then they do something. And I'm like, never mind. I don't want you yeah. to talk to me anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm talked out for today. Maybe tomorrow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe hit me in the DMs. I'll reply later. Yeah, it's like. Conversation's you, freaking me out. <laughs> Yeah, it's like just do stuff during the daytime if you can help it, but that's never that's never the case for them. Uh, so Hey, I'm Danny. I'm John. And we host Blanket and Covers, the show where we cover the covers. Have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of Angel of the Morning or Careless Whispers? That's an us thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, that story is really cool. Hospitals in general are so scary. Oh, yeah. They're, That's they're also real. why I ask, because it'd be really, I mean, I'm sure you would have mentioned this, but it would be insane if you like saw like other ghosts while you're out of your body. So that, yeah, that is what I'm surprised about because I'm in, I was in the recovery room or I assume it was a recovery, you know, where they send you after the, the surgery for you to wake up and whatever. So I would assume that I would have been able to see any other spirits there had like, as I'm having this out of body experience, cause you know, you know, soul leaving my body or, or whatever it might be. But yeah, so I'm kind of surprised looking back that there wasn't any sort of anything like it didn't even feel supernatural. It just felt like, oh, I'm up here now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Did you weird. tell anyone when you were younger? Did you tell your parents? No, I, I told them after I realized what had happened and they were like, whoa, oh, that's they were like, yeah, that's pretty scary. Oh, geez. Yeah. We didn't realize like you probably almost, we died. almost lost you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not good to tell them either. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Good thing I don't have kids. Cause that'll be like, I'll be like, if you feel yourself floating, hold on to something. <laughs> like, oh no, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Oh, dear. sorry. Was that too much? Was that too much? No, that's, <laughs> I love that. That rules. That's yeah. Dang, having to tell your kid before they go in surgery. <laughs> like, do you ever feel like you're on, floating? Grab onto something. Yeah. That's, Oof. that's what I'm going to do. A new rule of thumb. Too, I like that. Also. That's good. Yeah, I don't know what I would do in that situation. You don't really have any control, right? You didn't feel like. Oh, so no. it, it didn't feel like I had any control. It felt like um, it didn't feel dangerous. It felt very calm. It felt very normal. It just felt like me looking at myself being like, huh, that's me. And then like just having this weird feeling of like, how is this me? Um, and maybe if it had happened, when I was older. I'd been it would have been able to like think about it more context, at the time yeah. yeah but like at the time it was just like that's weird that's me and then this feeling that is kind of hard to describe of being pulled back towards my body was it your whole body like at once being like like pulled so that's what uh, that's why i'm pausing it's kind of hard to describe where like it didn't feel like a part of me was being pulled or any part that i can identify it just felt like something was tugging You're floating somewhere it was really weird almost like i guess like from my spirit or whatever like my soul maybe because it was just a part of me that i did have never felt before like just this yeah a very strange sensation i want to know the feeling (laughs) (laughs) i want to free float man (laughs) that sounds so cool i mean not in the moment it's another one of those things where in the moment i'd probably be having a meltdown yeah you're like oh no i went 3d (laughs) on myself (laughs) yeah not good not good oh man surgery is so scary i would choose gas too i as a kid it's it is weird they they shouldn't have asked you no absolutely not for sure no what also if i had died and my parents are like, oh, remember when you asked our kid how he wanted to go out? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that you're rough. basically asking how, yeah, you wanted to die. Wow. Yeah. That's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. God. Hey, gas or needle, kid. Like, Name oh, names. Shit. What hospital was it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not call them out. I'm sure any, I feel like hospitals get really like defensive if you like call them out. And it's oh, like, I get sure. it. You guys work really hard, but yeah. you did oh, yeah. traumatize a child. So. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now you're a comedian. I'm sure it wasn't this that did it, but of course not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so awesome. I I do wonder if this experience is connected to your other experiences as, as a kid. 
I have to imagine that it is either in the way that um, it just shows that I had um, whatever you want to call it, like loose barriers to the supernatural yeah, or perhaps that it caused looser barriers to the supernatural, yeah, like a little bit of detachment there. that's what I'm thinking. There. It yeah. detached you a little bit, loosened yeah. you up. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. So interesting. And then you started seeing, and it's interesting you say vibration because Peggy mm-hmm. talked about seeing kind of like a white man version of oh. like a shadow. And she said that when she, she had to get a MRI. Okay. So it's like an MRI, but it's a different word. Cause I kept correcting her and she kept going, no, I'm saying it right. And I'm like, okay. So I think it's an MRI. I don't know. An um, fMRI an FM <laughs> yeah. or whatever it's called. There's something else. I don't know. It's Cat not scan. MRI. It's like MRI or something. It's a little bit different than hmm. like a regular MRI. And she said previously, like when she talked to this guy in white, she felt like a vibrating sensation also. And when she was in the machine, it was very similar to like the, the vibrations that she felt with that guy. Oh, weird. I so wonder why that weird would be. That you're saying vibration too. Cause I've like, I've had like distant, I have sleep. Of course I have sleep paralysis, but <laughs> me, course. it's more like disembodied voice stuff. It's not really Ooh. like, I don't see anything. I just hear it things talking to me which is maybe worse maybe I'm crazy. Uh, yeah. no. I don't know that I mean that might that might maybe it's just like the poison you know sort of situation but I think I'd prefer what I have that sounds terrifying oh man oh I'm gonna tell this story listeners if you've been here forever you've heard it but if you're new you definitely haven't so I first when I first moved to Philly I, I hated it here <laughs> like I, it wasn't what I expected yet. I, th- I thought I was going to be like a big city person, but I was actually not tough at all. And I was living alone. I didn't even have a cat yet, just like alone, alone. And I was in my apartment and I fell asleep on the couch. So it's like a one bedroom, the couch. So I sleeping on the couch. I wake up, I go to get cereal in the, ca- in the cabinet and then I notice something's wrong with my door handle. So I go to like jiggle the door handle and I wake up again. I'm like, okay, I'm sleeping. So I'm like, that was weird. I thought I was awake, but I was sleeping. I do want cereal though. So I get up to go get the cereal. I am like, hey, actually the door handle is broken. So I go over and I jiggle the door again and I wake up again. Oh, oh no. And now I'm like, okay. Now I'm like, okay, I'm definitely asleep. I'm asleep. And I'm sitting on the couch and I'm fighting to try to like pull myself awake from whatever this is. And from my, in my bedroom, I hear a man screaming, help me, like just frantically screaming, help me, help me, help me. And I'm trying to ignore it. I'm trying to wake up. And then eventually I'm like, I can't ignore it. So I go, what do you want? And he goes, you. And then I wake up a minute before my alarm is supposed to go off. Fuck that. Isn't that the scariest dream you've ever heard? Isn't that so scary? That is, I would move Uh, out of the city. Oh my I got a cat. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I dealt with it. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so that's like kind of the the experiences that I. Have. So is that kind of is that like is that the type of sleep paralysis that you have? So do you consistently have um, like voices and you, you feel like you're awake um, and then you hear people like yelling, whispering, I've screaming? I've never had that again. Well, that's not true. It's way more rare for me to do the thing where I keep waking up. That was weird. I don't know what that was about. But like the disembodied person, I feel like I do have that. And I'm just like, 
now I'm just like, okay, well, (laughs) I just can't, cause a lot of people say this stuff is like mental and I do know, like I do have, I get anxious. I wasn't like diagnosed with anxiety or anything. So I'm just kind of like, maybe I'm just so stressed out sometimes. Like, I feel like it's when I'm really stressed the F out that these things happen. So interesting. like, like I just, I was so stressed living in Philly, like sad, anxious. So it makes sense that I would have like such a scary dream, but also pretty wild. I mean, yeah, that's, that's one of the craziest dreams I've ever heard. That's (laughs) not, that's no good. Like, oh my gosh. No, but I mean, who knows? It's probably just like a scary dream. Just my sounds like an overly aggressive man in the Tinder DMs. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling and like, what what do you want? (laughs) You. (laughs) I'm like, all right, cool cool it. No one's ever relaxed. (laughs) fine i'll come over whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you insist no um but yeah i've told that story before and people are always like holy cow but yeah nothing like that knock on wood nothing that severe has happened but i do get sleep paralysis like to the point where dan note like he can tell i always think i'm making more movements than i am because i was like you can see me doing this or that and he's like no i just see you breathing weird but I'm thinking like I'm moving more than I am because I'm like having a, I'm freaking out. Do you do that? Do you freak out? So I, uh, I haven't had it in a long time, but when I had it, basically I, I would wake up or I thought I was awake, you know, whatever it is, <laughs> I'm like awake, lying in bed, unable to move. And it's, it's sort of vibrating. Like my, like my body feels kind of like it's humming. Description. I'm trying to think of what like it's panicky. Like I feel panicky, but I'm not like struggling to move. I just can't, like, I can't even try to move. So I'm just like stuck. And then every single time that I've ever had it, um, it was accompanied with just a dark, short, like, like shaped exactly like a dwarf from Lord of the Rings. You know what? That's exactly (laughs) what it's shaped. shaped like that, but with no physical form, just dark shadow comes out of a closet walks over to me and then just like stands above me kind of like just like vibrating above me and then i'm just like panicking sitting there unable to move uh and that's that's it's pretty consistently like that to a t i've i've never heard the vibrate i mean before peggy Hmm. so now i'm like i need to go back and look at these stories because the vibrating is a new thing to me i've never experienced i feel I'm trying to move like I can Mm. feel myself struggling and not being able to kind of like in a dream, like when you're throwing a punch or whatever, and you like feel like you're really doing something, but nothing's really happening like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's hard to explain. Like I'm telling my, I can feel my brain telling like my fingers to move, but they're just Mm. not moving. Like I can feel it. It's very terrible. It's not, wouldn't wouldn't recommend zero out of 10. (laughs) But this is such a scary conversation <laughs> right before bed. This True. is great. True. Right before bed, 8 p.m. after three cups of coffee for Meg. <laughs> How do you expect me to have my nightmares if I don't do this, drink my coffee and go immediately to bed? Uh, 
She's just drinking decaf for the acidity (laughs) (laughs) just to try and get something cooking. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly. You're right. This is my all my fault. I'm realizing that. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm victim blaming you for your supernatural experiences. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Of course. The second I have a white male on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I've had many white. It's a paranormal podcast. Yeah, I was going to say it's uh kind of the demographic. Yeah. No, that is really funny though. There are things I could probably do. Like I try to meditate. Mm. Doesn't do it for me that that much yeah. though. But cool. Do you have anything else to say about your story before I get into what I prepared? Any I final thoughts? So. No. I don't think so. I think I think that's pretty much it. I just out of body experience that I didn't know what it was until way later. And then I was like, oh, retroactive trauma score. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what doing that work does for you. Right. Cause now it yeah. sounds like you're way more like, like your dreams are better. So yeah, whatever absolutely. you're doing worked for you. Yeah. I think since I, since I realized that that is what it was, I stopped having the two recurring nightmares that I had, which is very interesting. That's awesome. I hope they don't come back. Cause we talked about it. I'll feel oh boy. <laughs> yeah, really bad. <laughs> I'll text you in the morning. We'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I'll do an update if that happens. Yeah. I'll be like, yep, we did it. Nope. <laughs> Ladies and gents, we uh, brought his demons back. So that's mm. good. Um, Plus one for me. <laughs> so um, your story really got me thinking about hospitals because they're so creepy. And I have both my parents work at cancer centers. So I've basically, I spent my life hanging out in hospitals, but not even like sick, you know, hanging out by the espresso machine. But uh, I found this so really serendipitous. I was looking into like hospital stuff and there was literally a Reddit post today from a user Sherlockian96. Their post was, hey everyone, I'm a nursing student and during my residency, I've had the same odd creepy experience more than I would like to have. I don't know if it's a normal thing or if some of you might have a scientifically accurate explanation or a medical one. But a lot of the patients I take care of, especially the elders, talk about seeing their dead relatives, an example, parents, siblings, dead lovers, and or unknown kids besides their beds. This can happen during both day and night at any given time. What's so strange is that in a max of one to two weeks after the apparitions, the patients pass away. I tried talking about this with my nurse teacher and asked for some explanation, but all she said is it's that those are their relatives, comforting them and preparing them for death. Uh, and the children are considered benevolent spirits who serve the same purpose. And then they went on to say, I'm a bit of a medium or psychic, if you want, and always have an eerie feeling when this happens. I can actually feel or see ghosts. It depends on their energy levels and who they're, if they're willing to be seen. But I always fail to share the same vision as my patients. And so they posted that and there here, there's no lie. There's 210 comments. It was posted today under this post. And most of them are people telling their versions of loved ones having this experience. Interesting. Isn't that insane? So I know, um, I know I have a, I guess a cousin, um, who's, or wait, a cousin who's, or wait, someone, some cousin's grandparent um, that I know had the same experience, actually. So I've heard of this before. It seems Whoa, super widespread, wait, what? which is You freaky. know someone who had this experience? I know, I know someone whose grandparent had this experience. Okay. Yeah. And they told me, they said like, oh, they said they were seeing their, um, they were seeing their loved ones. Um, who did they say? I guess it was their, their husband who had died. Yeah. Just standing at the foot of the bed, just, just standing there. Um, and then like, I, yeah, I guess about two weeks later, I think they said they died. 
or like less than a month later, uh, they died. So I just feel like it makes, I have more story, but I just feel like it makes so much sense. Like, I mean, I want this to be true, but I do have some opposing thoughts. One Reddit user, Robert the Greater said, I would imagine it's the brain trying to make sense of the process of dying and trying to bring itself some level of comfort during that time. It makes complete sense that it would manifest visions of lost loved ones to try to keep itself from going into panic mode. However, um, what, ab- <laughs> yeah. what about the people who are seen um, unknown children? Yeah. Because I don't yeah, think that would that? explain it. Well, like, surely they would have someone else they'd rather see. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing creepier than unknown children standing next to oh, your bed. Or annoying, right? Yeah. Like, if I'm dying, that is the last thing I want. It's like a uh, three-year-old trying to talk to me. I'd be like, no way, you have your life. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> let me die in peace, little child. Bring in the quiet elder. Yeah. <laughs> Send me my dad, not a child. <laughs> or I'm holding on. <laughs> uh, there's only one way you pry me from this mortal coil. Yeah. And that's with pop-pop. <laughs> yeah, not with children. <laughs> Oh my God. So crazy. But there's actually an author who had a similar experience to these Reddit users. They wrote a whole article called Do the Dead Greet the Dying? His name is David Kessler. And he tells us the story of his father's death. He explains his dad, who is usually an upbeat and optimistic man, was feeling sad about leaving friends, family, and his life behind. But then one morning, his spirits were lifted and he told Kessler, quote, David, she was here for me. He said with an excitement I had not seen in him in years. I was looking at all I was losing and I'd forgotten that I was going to be with her again. I'm going to see her soon, talking about his wife. He looked at me as he realized I would still remain here. Then he added, we'll be there waiting for you. Over the next two days, his demeanor changed dramatically. He had gone from a hopeless dying man with only death in front of him to a hopeful man who's going to be reunited with the love of his life. My father lived with hope and also died with it. Wow, that Isn't rules! That so nice. That's really good. Man, <laughs> I love that's, that. That's the best way to go. That's incredible. <sighs> to to see to, and to know, like the comfort that must bring. Even if it is just our brain is amazing. Even if it is just our brain, which I don't believe, because this is a paranormal podcast. But a hundred percent. It's. I just I, and you know if I died like tomorrow, I can't think of something I'd want to do more than like snatch my sister and be like guess what yeah You're right dying, idiot <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, i wouldn't be fine or like you know like there wouldn't be any god music it'd be like like a g6 playing behind me and i'd be yeah, like right. what up? <laughs> 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 turns out heaven's great <laughs> oh my gosh that's incredible yeah wow yeah no that's that's definitely the way to go have someone be like oh no don't worry we're all still here like we're come hang out with us like Ah, and to teach awesome. you the ropes, because I imagine dying, if it's anything like being born, you need someone to show you how to how to do it, right? True. Maybe that's know. what that spirit was doing to your friend. She was like, Melissa, we chug <laughs> heavenly <laughs> beers out here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no hangover. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, open bar, Melissa. <laughs> Why are you leaving? Come back. Dude, I would be out. I would be so out. If that's all it takes. I'm so sad. <laughs> Open bar, no hangovers. What am I doing here? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) This place sucks. (laughs) Oh my God, that's so awesome. There's like a little bit more. So I do, sometimes I do this like a book report and I feel nerdy, but there's not that much left. But after this experience, Kessler believes our past on loved ones do come back for us. 
He wrote an entire book compiling the stories similar to his father. It's called Visions, Trips, and Crowded Rooms, Who and What You See Before You Die. I'm definitely going to read that. Um, and then he lists, quote, some interesting and unexplainable items about deathbed visions. So this is a list from, from David. So here's the weird things about deathbed visions. Uh, the visions people experience at the end of life are very similar, like across the board. The dying are most often visited by their mothers, which shouldn't be too surprising that the person who is present as we cross the threshold of life and take our first, first breaths once again appears at the threshold as we take our last breath. A lot of people see hands passionately reaching upward to some unseen force. Visions mostly occur toward a corner of the room, which I feel like I've heard that a lot in these stories. Those family members at a deathbed are not able to see the vision or participate in the conversation. So, you know, like if you're hanging out with grandma, you're not seeing it also. Uh, vision, visions usually occur hours to weeks before death. And last one, visions don't seem to appear in other frightening situations. So like we're uh, in other frightening situations where death is not likely, such as being stuck in an elevator or lost in a foreign city or something like that. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, that all tracks. As, like, as you're reading, them, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like that would be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any thoughts? Do you believe it? Do you disbelieve it? I think I believe it. I, that sounds, I mean, that sounds right to me. I mean, that, that, that totally makes sense, right? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've heard of, since I've heard people talk about these visions right before, you know, they're dying and of being their friends and family. I don't know. I, that just tracks. And like you're saying, like, even if it is the brain, that's still pretty cool. It's like, amazing. Yeah. That it can crazy. give you that. It can give yeah. you visions of to relax you. Yeah. I don't know. I, I love that it, your mom comes. I'm like very close with my mom. She both my parents are alive, by the way. <laughs> I'm like already <laughs> planning when they die and how hard I was going to say. For me. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's oh, not dead. so funny. Uh, uh. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, you know. Especially because in life, I think the one, this is going to, I don't know why, um, like in life, the one thing that really you do feel like you're missing are the people you've lost, right? Like, yeah, that's like a big hole. Like I've lost a couple of people and it doesn't feel, you don't replace that loss. Like it just stays there. Yep. So to, to know, like on your way out, you kind of get fulfilled one last time and you get to like, feel that, that feeling interesting it's yeah really no nice. that totally yeah yeah because you're right you're like when you lose someone it just kind of is and you just like i guess kind of are now that a little bit less the person you were you know there's just like a little hole there you cope and, yeah, that and is, you right. can like put it away but it doesn't the feelings can be taken out of off the shelf at any second you know of missing right. them so yeah, that's super cool to think that, that, you know, right, right before you die, you get to like fill that hole, you know, you get to like, oh, and now you're back. Like we're yeah. taking, we're, we're letting you, we're going a, out whole. What a nice, yeah, what a nice, like, <laughs> nice way to think about it. I really liked this topic when I found it on Reddit. So thank you again to that user, Sherlockian96, for such a good topic. I'd be interesting, interested to hear more nurses and doctors I'm going to, my sister just became a doctor, so I'm going to scare her and tell her about this story, but 
she's pretty like down to earth. I don't think I, she'd be like, so what, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. good. Like, I'm glad there's help out there, you know, like, all right, all right. Sorry. Jeez. Uh, that does seem like a super doctor answer. Like, all right, <laughs> yeah, that's not really what I do though. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah. Once they're done, that's not my, my frame of reference. So yeah. Any listeners that are doctors or nurses definitely like I'll do an update if we get enough stories of your experiences or if you have family that did. I, f- I feel like I've had it too. I feel like it's so common. Like I've definitely heard of it before. I feel like my aunt was talking to my, like my great aunt talking to my great uncle. Cause they were like, they were like sweethearts. They were really cute. We have all their world war II letters and stuff. So that's awesome. It's really sweet. Yeah. 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 I really, that's really cool. It's a really interesting interesting subject deathbed stuff is fascinating because things just get because because like there's no you know you can't talk to them afterwards and be like so what was that like you know right Um, (laughs) yeah you can't do a survey at that point right and the few people that do come back you know i mean you can talk to them but 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 even that is a little different because they're not like it's not like they've totally transitioned they're still you know their soul hasn't totally detached and left clearly because it's it's back there it's there yeah it's very interesting yeah, it's hard, especially because the big the big thing that I feel like skeptics will talk about is like the DMT that gets released. And they're so willing to accept the science behind that. Right. Like, yeah, chemicals makes you see hallucinations. And it's like, but why can't you accept that? Maybe there's some science at play here. That's more than that. Maybe it's both. Maybe For the sure. DMT opens up that that avenue for you that you wouldn't normally have you know absolutely i mean there's science to things to 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 things like lucid dreaming um but a lucid dream feels like a paranormal um you know uh an outside of reality experience so you know there's science to it but it also you know those things go hand in hand maybe the dmt like you're saying it just opens you up to the experience Uh, maybe that just loosens up your your lizard brain enough to (laughs) For the yeah. for the spirits to be like, no, we're here seriously. Um, yeah, I totally, oh, cool. I totally think that's likely. Yeah, sweet. Well, this was a really, I had so much fun. Maybe it's the coffee, but <laughs> I had a blast. The story was great. Thanks for being yeah, on. Thank the you show. so much for having me on. This is super fun. I love this topic. It's always, it's always fun to talk about this stuff. Yeah, of course. If you ever have just like a random topic in the paranormal you want to talk about, you're always welcome back. It doesn't have to be, sometimes we do these things called shivers. So that, and in those, we just talk about paranormal stuff. It doesn't have to be something you experience. But other than that, where can my listeners follow you slash find you? Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That's like the main thing that I use. Keir S. Williams, K-E-I-R-S, and then Williams, how it sounds. I do have shows coming up. If any of y'all are in Philly, you can come out. I, uh, the, the biggest thing to come to would be the, the pub joke show that I run. Yeah, um, so fun. Come out to pub jokes. That'll be on 420 uh, Wednesday. Nice. O- O'Neill's pub on South Street. If you're in Philly, come through. But yeah, other than that, just follow me at Kira S. Williams. So I got stuff that I post on there and dates and stuff. Sweet. And follow pub jokes too, right? On Instagram. Oh yeah, absolutely. Follow pub jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you guys know where to find me. I'll plug it later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, dude. This was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Find us all the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? 
go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Demamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rondell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Truskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts.